Welcome to Alphabet Flying Psychopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through official handbook the Marvel Universe with the guests and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Art, and with me today is someone who uh, has good fashion sense, but is definitely not a Nazi, and I mean that very earnestly. Harry. Hello. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, I've never really seen a Nazi with good fashion sense. I mean, uh, unfortunately, some of them do. I'm gonna. I can't. I can't say that. I can't say that the person we're talking about today doesn't uh, have an wow. outfit that I would definitely wear. But, but yeah. Um, today we're gonna be talking. Uh, this is gonna be the second week of. Uh, I guess the Nazi block where we're talking about Nazis. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So today we're gonna be talking about Baron Zemo Senior or Baron Zemo. Or Baron Heinrich Zemo. Uh, do you have any idea who Baron Heinrich Zemo is? Ah, uh, I believe I'm I'm familiar with a Zemo, uh, the one who is in uh, a couple of the movies. No, one of the movies, one of the shows that Marvel's done, and I believe I've seen that same one in the comics. Uh, yeah, you're most likely thinking about Helmet Zemo. I uh, do believe I am. Yeah. Well, we will have a couple episodes on him, but we're talking about his papa. Um, so I already said his name, uh, real name. Oh, by the way, he was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. So two of the greats. Yep. Um, his real name, Heinrich Zemo, his alias, uh, only real alias is mask, mask demon. Uh, his identity is publicly known. He has a, uh, a lot for his occupation. So criminal mastermind dictator. Scientist, which that you know, if you just if you just had those, I'm just like, eh. like you know, dictators aren't the greatest or so, but like you know, that's just a, that's just a criminal. But then you have formerly German intelligence special operative, head of medical and scientific research of the Third Reich, and soldier. So this this guy is not. Wait, wait, did you say head of the Third Reich? No, head of the medical and scientific research for the Third ah. Reich. Yeah. Okay, I think my so brain he, just kind he of... did a lot of experimentation on people. Yeah. Oh, those wacky Not Nazis. Great. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, bur- born in Castle Zemo, Germany. Uh, his set of ship is Germany with a criminal record. And he has a lot for his known relatives. So, um, Hilda Zemo, his wife, dead. Helmut Zemo, son. Herman Zemo. Father, also the eleventh Baron, deceased. You know, there's, it's almost like there's some kind of a theme with these names. Yeah, Hobart, uh, Hoffman, Hillard, Hertwig, Hackett, Helmuth, uh, Helbert, Heller, Heidenmar, and Hardman. And those are all previous Barons ancestors dead. Then we have Gretchen Zemo, Hillard's wife. Then we have Lady Isla Zemo, Hartwig's wife. And Herbert's two unidentified sons, uh, they're both dead. Then we have uh, Miss Fleischting, Miss Kine, or Miss Clean, uh, Wendell Volker, and dozens of other identified 
others, uh, which are modern-day distant relatives, Fleisching, Keen, and at least 11 others now dead. So so not not a lot of people at this dude's uh, Christmas party, then. No. No, a lot of dead people. Uh, speaking of, uh, he was part of Legion of the Unliving and the Masters of Evil, a formerly Nazi party and master of his, ar- uh, of his army of assassins. I... I- I do have to comment on exactly how metal Legion of the Unliving is. Like that's it's a pr- that, that, pretty interesting class. concept. Pretty interesting concept. Yeah, um, he did the first Masters of Evil. So uh, yeah, his education is doctorates in uh, chemistry and physics, and he first showed up in Avengers issue number six in June nineteen sixty four. The Masters of Evil. The cover is a little... Yeah. It falls falls into those uh, really hard-to-look-at covers because you notice more things. It's extremely busy. I don't want to say that Jack Kirby is ever a bad artist. I will just say sometimes uh, has a little trouble with perspective. Um, Yeah. Because... So we have the Masters of Evil. It looks like they're floating in a blue void. And then we have uh, the Avengers. And it looks like they might be standing on a sideways building, maybe? Yeah, they're just kind of... Let's zoom in on this picture. They're just kind of there. I mean, that's a flying horse. But it doesn't look like it's... Like, it's got wings. It doesn't look like it's currently flying. It's more like that they do appear to be standing on some kind of surface. But there's like... It just looks like... Unless... Unless maybe they do, they have like a glass tower or something. No, like, they would have been in a mansion at this point. Okay, I just don't get it because there's like there's some lines under the green dude on the left that look like they're supposed to be shadows or or you know very implied reflections. But yeah, I just don't get this. Uh, yeah. Um. So the Masters of Evil uh, at this point consisted of Radioactive Man, Baron Hel- uh, Baron Henry Cosimo. Um, something Garrett, it's the Black Knight, the evil Black Knight, um, and the Melter. Uh, the Melter. Yeah. Uh, is... You can tell he's the Melter because he's melting a thing in the void that yeah. the Avengers are standing on, some, but not a person. kind of, I can't tell what that's supposed to be. Yeah, but he's <laughs> melting it real good. He, so. I do suppose he is. And then we have the, uh, classic Avengers, uh, we'll post- Cap being unfrozen. You have Iron Man, Cap, Rick Jones, uh, Wasp, Giant Man, and Thor. And uh, there's a lot of cover copy, as there tends to be, uh, and these early, uh, some of these early issues. Uh, you have, we have a tale for you. Please don't frustrate us. <laughs> you gotta read it. <laughs> please. Please read it. That is... If you don't read it, we'll get mad. It's a little needy. So I'm I'm, I'm not angry. used to getting yeah I'm not used to getting guilt tripped by a by a comic cover. See, I feel it's like okay, one. okay. Now, now the way that they have emphasis, this is needy. So, what we have for you, don't frustrate us. You got to read it. Like that's more of a like kind of needy, but like salesperson. Yeah, kind of at, thing. at least it's not threatening the reader. That that would be odd. Now, now depending on how you read it, it could be very very much threatening though yeah you just if you had an or else at the end of it or like, else yeah or else. 
Yeah, then you have a... a you don't want to mess with any paper cuts, kid. Uh, then you have like a spiky bubble, and that says introducing Zemo and his Masters of Evil. Yeah. And then there's well, something on the very bottom there, which well, I, looks... I, I do uh, have to point out that Zemo and his Masters of Evil is uh, in quotation marks, which makes it sound like a... Like, is this a band? Like, you know... Welcome to the uh, Supermart Superplex. Zemo and his Masters of Evil. Like that is. Uh, I think it. That's just like. I think it's just. I don't know. Uh, here's the thing with comics. Uh, no punctuation and stuff is just kind of there. <laughs> it's it's optional. Yeah, there is a time where like they would only use uh, explanation points. <laughs> yeah, they uh, at the end of sentences. Uh, um, well, they. I can see one, two, three, four, five. Well, six. no, no, this one, this one isn't uh, that era. Like, this seven. is all like, hey, this is cell stuff. This is exciting. But okay. there was a long time where they would only use exclamation points at the end of sentences. Just like every sentence, every sentence. Wow. Um. Uh. So, like, you know, punctuation is kind of there. Uh. But you also have a little bit more cover copy, which is we outdid ourselves this issue. We're going to see more superheroes, more supervillains, and more. Super bonehead mistakes than ever, uh, than ever in this action-packed feature-length thriller. Feature-length. This is a two-and-a-half-hour comic book. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. That's the, all the uh, cover copy. It's a lot. Uh, well, there's also... The top left has the... Is that... I don't know what you call that. That that box in the upper left, right above the... Uh, uh, char- I would say character box. Yes. The character box... Uh, Includes a character who is very noticeably not on the rest of the cover. <laughs> Where's the Hulk gone? Yeah, the Hulk's been, like, not in the Avengers for a little bit. <laughs> like, he pretty much left at, like, I think, at issue two. Oh, wow. All right. Like, it was before... Yeah, it was issue... No, issue three, pretty much. Because, uh, uh, because, like, Rick Jones is there because he was originally there to keep the Hulk calm, basically. Oh, okay, I was... I know Rick Jones is traditionally like he knows every superhero. Uh, well, that was because he was that... in the Avengers so early. Okay, That's, yeah. Because there is that question of like, why is he just? He doesn't. I mean, he's not even wearing a costume. He's not even holding anything. He's just like standing there, actionally, like in an actiony well, way. Well, Cap uh, made him Bucky for one mission, and he almost died. And they're like, "Nope, you're not Bucky anymore. Well, stop it." Cap just cannot keep a Bucky. Uh, but, nice. um, but yeah, so let's get into this. So, uh, yeah, so Baron Heinrich Zemo was among the brightest and darkest souls in the history of Zemo Barony, a noble lineage, both feared and revered by the German people for centuries. Well, he can't, he can't be because the German Germany's only been around for like, a century at most. Yeah, it right now. Unified so, in the the late eighteen hundreds, I think. Yeah, late eighteen hundreds. So it's been like what two hundred years now. Yeah, it is weird to think about that. I mean, there's yeah. the I think the concept of Germany as a region has existed for a long time. It just hasn't yeah, been there is a, a Germanic people, but like it did get unified. Like, yeah, as well, Germany. Like, people were more likely to be Prussians. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, rise of uh, the nationalistic sentiment, which I'm sure never has any negative consequences whatsoever, uh, yep. kind of arose from 
from or around or possibly fed into German unification and all that. I'm, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, uh, German it's nationalism fine, is the reason we have uh, uh, Brother Grimm tales. Yeah, but, you know, it's it, it's fine. It's all going to be okay. It's there's yeah. Nothing's wrong here at all. It's all good. It's totally not going to lead to world wars. Yeah, so uh, the barony date backs to uh, 1480 when a minor local official, official Harbin Zemo, single-handedly de- uh, defended his town, uh, Zulnich, from a Slav raiding party, uh, rewarded with the title as the first Baron Zemo. Harbin became leg- legendary as a brave warrior, a wise leader, and able diplomat, uh, cultivating peaceful relationships with neighboring fiefdoms and while protecting his people's realm and enacting various beneficial social reforms. However, the violently bloody Harbin also was infamous for his grandiose ego, bloodthirsty temper, and sometimes even abusing or slaying his subjects on a whim when they displeased him. Uh, His title's responsibility weighed heavily on Harbin, and he became increasingly contemptuous of his subjects. Like besides the you know killing his own realm, he he sounds like Doctor Doom a lot, a little bit. I mean, I guess maybe it's, with, with, it's hard to not approach Doom in some respects if you're a nationalistic supervillain. I guess. Well, as as a Doom step, I would say that Doom is a uh, fair uh, fair leader who makes sure makes sure that everyone has uh, uh, has healthcare, uh, education. Uh, everyone goes to bed on time, yeah. and uh, all the kids brush their teeth. Uh, I mean, the the big difference between Doom and most supervillains uh, is that he's actually a competent administrator. Also, he, which yeah, that's uh, his big leg up. He's he's also uh, my boyfriend. So well then, yeah, uh, hmm. he's he's my boyfriend. And if anyone says anything bad about him, they're gonna they're I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell on him. I'm gonna tell. Him. I'm gonna tattle. But yeah, he, I uh, mean, but uh, he's got something for everybody. If you like, well, okay. If you like no, hot okay, guys, I'm not going to tattle. With a brooding uh, demeanor. I'm not going to tattle. I'm going to provide him with intelligence. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, Harbin's son, uh, Hydemar, was a craven schemer, avoiding military duties and secretly undermining his dad's social reforms. Okay, his, his son sucks. Okay. Um. Uh, born into power and privilege, he took his family's ruling status for granted and abused it for his own selfish gratification. Regarding the common people as worthless inferiors and treating them accordingly. However, uh, Heidemar's uh, precocious son, Heller, was much more forward-thinking. He gradually realized that Heidemar was neither, was neither a true leader nor worthy of the barony when uh, Harbin Zemo died in 1503, <clears throat> Hydemar succeeded him as a second baron and immediately announced his plans for cruel and oppressive reforms. But before Hydemar even finished his first speech, <clears throat> the 12 year old Heller led a baron, the barony's guardsmen in revolt, ordering Hydemar to abdicate or die. Uh, of course, Hydemar refused to surrender, not realizing. Like how little loyalty he commanded among his troops, and then was just killed within moments. Uh, uh, Heller became the third Baron Zemo. Technically, he technically became the third Baron Zemo. I would say he's the second. Um, 
but later regarded as perhaps the most progressive and enlightened figure within the whole Baron lineage. He enhanced the rights of the working class, re- reduced religious and cultural persecution, and expanded Barrow's, uh, Zemo's keep, uh, security forces into a feared fighting regiment. So, <clears throat> I mean, go Heller, I guess? Relatively speaking, at least. Like, I can't, yeah. like, as an anarchist, I can't say, you know, like, you know, hey, hierarchy. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's better. My, my my default position tends to be death to kings, but uh, again, be- better a less horrible aristocrat than a more horrible aristocrat. I'm very much a no gods, no masters person, so yeah. Uh, <sighs> Heller's son, Herbert, uh, became the fourth baron, using his army to expand Zemo's keep's control and tr- uh, and tr- uh, control of trade and commerce and outlying uh, Regents, a religious heretic who nearly incited a holy war with the papacy. Uh, okay, here's the thing. Fighting with the Catholic Church is, is always good. Generally speaking, yes. But, depends on what how you're doing it. Also, yes. <clears throat> uh, this this uh, this podcast is an anti-papist uh, podcast. <laughs> I'll, bring it back. I'll bring it back stuff from like the 1600s. What? I mean, look, uh, freedom of religion generally stands in opposition with the idea of a, you know, international overarching church wielding both financial and state authority. So, yeah, no, yeah. no, no church kind of falls into the you same know, death giant... to kings shtick. Yeah. Um, Herbert was a burly brute of a warrior, ultimately assassinated by his own generals because they feared reprisal from one of the many enemies united against Herbert's growing power. Herbert's two eldest sons died young, but his third one, Helmut, uh, became the fifth baron. Helmut was the first serious family's first serious student of science and used his medical knowledge to probe the limits of human endurance. A depraved sadist, habitual rapist, and multiple murderer. Uh, Helmut was Nasty. a ruthless... Yeah, he was a ruthless ruler who completely destroyed anyone who disagreed with him or opposed him. And he was finally assassinated in 1640. He had a similarly vile son, Hackett, <clears throat> who picked up where his father's reign of terror left off. As a sixth baron, he became known as the Hangman for punishing even the most minor infractions with the gallows. Again, nasty. As the seventh baron, Zemo, Hackett's son, Hartwig, put an end to executions and persecution. Repelled relations with the imperial, uh, I don't, oh, imperial diet? Eh? I don't know what that means. Uh, Hartwig and his soldiers even brought on the diets, even so brought said, on the say diet. It, say that um, again? Like it's a diet. Part? It's spelled diet. D-I-E-T. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, <sighs> I used to know the etymology of it. Um, it. It is just diet. It is spelled as it's pronounced it is i believe the same root as like the nutrition sense but it just means like you know meeting of uh governing officials oh okay uh, that makes sense that makes yes. sense a little bit one of my favorite uh just strange named things from history is there was an event in 19 in there was an event in oh apparently there were a couple uh there were apparently at least two events in history that are called the diet of worms because there was a city oh. named Worms, and there was a diet there. Oh, 
Oh, by the way, I never showed you what what he looked like. Uh, uh, I've, I, again, I believe I've seen that that uh, purple ensemble on his son. His son on on you know on on. Uh, he has a more modernized look, but this is very much like it's purple. He has a uh, red. You no, know, he has like a fur. What do you call that? Like the collar thing. I know uh, there's a fancy man- name for mantle? it. Mantle. Mantle. Mantle is probably it. Uh, wears a um purple hood with a little crown thing over it. Has a girdle, uh, like a gold girdle thing. Fur-lined boots. Just like it's it's a good outfit. It's just good outfit in general. <laughs> ah, I'm actually mistaken. It's not a mantle. Uh, it is a a ruff, possibly a ruff. ruff. Okay, rough. looks like a rough. Okay, yeah, <clears throat> it is. I, I against my will, I must admit, it is pretty banging. It's uh, a, yeah. it's it's got a definite look to it. Like this dude, he went for a style and he went hard. Yeah. So a hard wig and his soldiers even fought on the Diet's behalf in the Seven Years' War, which was between seventeen fifty six to seventeen sixty three. Uh, during which Hartwig died in battle. His son, Hillard, the Eighth Baron, was a romantic idealist who dreamed of peace and unity amongst his people. Dreams fed in part by a secret forbidden romance with uh, Elsbeth Klinenschiffs. 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 Spelled? K L E I N E N S H V I T Z. Maybe. Maybe Kleinenschwitz? It's the only thing I can think of that would be different. I, I don't know. That's a weird one. That is spelled very yeah. strangely. Yeah. Elsbeth Kleinenschmidt. Kleinenschmidt. See, the thing is, if there's an M, I'd be able to do it. It's it's like it doesn't follow the common, you know, spits at the end. Spits. Uh, so Elsbeth's influential upper class merchant family uh, had shared friendly and mutually profitable alliance. With the ruling Zemo clan since the Baroness beginning, but Zemos would never. Uh, but Zemos, but the Zemos would never accept uh, Elsbeth into a family because they were Jewish. Yeah, uh, uh, worried that the Diet's new political and social reforms would threaten the Baroness' power and security. As the commoners gained more white rights, Hillard's advisors pressured him in ordering a massacre of uh, Elsbeth's clan as a message to the peasantry. Are you sure that's just not a pogrom? That's yeah. I mean, you did Elspeth's Jewish, yeah. We don't yeah. really have clans as such. I, yeah, I think that's it, just a pogrom. That that, is, that sounds pretty much like a like a pogrom to me. Yeah. Pogrom. How do you pronounce pogrom. it? Pogrom. I might be saying the things weird. It's it is uh, one of those words I have seen written a lot more than I've ever actually heard it said out loud. So I don't know. It looks like program, but it's not pronounced that way because there's no, no R in the beginning. Yep. I know that. It's not uh, fun, but is, is enough to no, know. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, nope. Hillard, um, Hillard had secretly warned Elsbeth and her family to flee the country just before the slaughter, but she ignored the warning, thinking herself safe because Hillard loved her and she was carrying his child when the massacre began. Uh, however, Elsbeth and a handful of her relatives barely escaped with their lives, presumed dead in the destruction of their estate and they uh, uh, they resettled far from uh, Zemo's keep. I wonder if a, if a child is going to pop up in the future. 
I wonder. Elsbeth. Yeah. A Hillard son proved a minor forgettable leader as the ninth Bar- Baron Zemo, avoiding his era's major events, devoting himself to the insular study and collection of knowledge, art, and music. In stark contrast, Hoff- uh, Hoffman's son, Hobart, became a courageous 19th century uh, social crusader as the 10th Baron Zemo. Germans, uh, Germany's moneyed and titled classes were trying to crush a growing socialist movement, but this only led to multiple uprisings and frequent assaults on nobles, as it should, always. Uh, in Minecraft, you should always attack the noble class. In Minecraft only. <clears throat> also, there's never been, there's never not been an assault since socialism has been <laughs> founded as an idea. There's never not been an assault on the socialists. That's <sighs> that is a sad truth is that it's it's a threat to existing systems. Um, Hobart saw, sought fair diplomatic solutions to the working people's grievances, but this did not stop the uh, rebels from targeting him, just like other nobles. And he was assassinated in 1879. You know, I would be sad for him, but uh, he could have uh, not been a noble. He can renounce that stuff. Mm-hmm. Never too late to abdicate. Exactly. His son, Herman, was weak, negligent, and self-important as the 11th Baron Zemo. While he fought in World War I, even surviving an encounter with the British hero Union Jack, he did so mostly to defend Zemo Keep, yet he paid little heed to the war's devastation of his lands and peoples, preferring to revel in his small military victories and scientific experiments. He helped develop the more more potent mustard gas for criminal warfare and made other experiments in engineering and scientists before dying of a heart attack in 1921. We have him. Uh, that was uh, Zemo's father. Uh, well, Heinrich Zemo's father. Okay. Now we're into 1921. Uh, we're after World War One, setting the stage for, I'm sure, nothing else. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah, I think, uh, you know... Germany beforehand was doing just fine before World War One. You know the Weimar Republic. Um, I'm pretty sure there wasn't like I don't know like a rising nationalism and like the concept of being white became a thing. Yeah. Well, certain. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if uh, uh, that had any uh, influence on something that would happen. I don't know after World War One. I'm but it sure. But definitely not. wasn't like a real oppressive. Uh, reparations put on uh, a country that was uh, destroyed by yeah. multiple countries, right? Probably uh-huh. fine. Yeah. So Heinrich's, uh, so Heinrich inherited his father's love of science, and as the as the 12th uh, Baron Zemo, he was born in ni- he was born in 1900. He fought in World War I but felt betrayed when Berlin surrendered, later becoming an early and enthusiastic follower of Adolf Hitler. Wow, man, we were so wrong. Something bad did happen. Well, whoever could have guessed. As a leading scientist and special agent in Hitler's Nazi regime, uh, he invented a early laser beam, or a death ray, which he's tested on human subjects, despite the objections of his colleague, uh, Abram Erskine. Hey, I know that name. A super durable adhesive X. The age, uh, the age retarding uh, compound X, anesthetic gas, formula X, 
the radio slash radar disrupting particle acts, and more. Uh, while his wife and young son Helmut adored him, Helmut was despised by the Allied powers, and he was widely disgraced in Germany after his defeat by the Howling Commandos, resulted uh, in like many deaths. Oh, wait, are you saying that a Nazi can have family that loves them? Wow. Wow. I never thought of that. I, I never thought of that as being a defense. It's almost as if awful people know they're awful and they're different around their family sometimes. I mean, well, that's the thing about fascism in general, right? It's there's it's there's always got to be an in-group and an out-group. So towards the in-group, they can be absolutely loving. They can be wonderful people to the people in the in-group with them, as long as they're not in the out-group. Um, yeah. Both hated and feared, both at home and abroad, he began wearing a hooded disguise constantly, and he began going mad, especially after his hood was permanently bonded to his uh, head by a heesive X during a battle with Captain America. As Heinrich Brunt warns... Did I hear that right? Did did he glue his his hood to his own head? Well, he did it by on purpose. I know, yeah. that just makes it better. Yeah. Okay. That's like, oh, so, man. As Heinrich grew more unstable, he began abusing his family. Uh, Hilda died in 1943 while helping uh, Captain America and his young partner Bucky neutralize Heinrich's Medusa cannon, which which was like a giant death ray based on the work of Nikola Tesla. And Helmut remained loyal. remained loyal, aiding his uh, family during the same battle. Yeah, uh, Tesla also uh, had designs for a uh, earthquake machine as well. Again, in wireless I, I, energy. I, I can't call him a homegrown mad scientist, but he is my favorite American mad scientist. He came here. He got citizenship, I believe. He's ours. We claim him. Also, he had a relationship with a pigeon that seemed uh, pretty wholesome for the most part. God, he was in love with the pigeon. You just gave me a, a flash of like, I want to see a Muppet version of uh, the Prestige. Uh, and just have Gonzo as Tesla. Gonzo Ooh. as who was it? David Bowie who played him? Yeah. Gonzo yeah, as David Bowie as Tesla. Ooh. God, that would be so dumb, and I would love it. Also, Hotful, Hotful Boyfriend, but with uh, Tesla. Hey, I haven't played that one yet. It's on my list. I have it downloaded. Apparently, it gets uh, real deep in the lore. Nice. Yeah, I've I've so. heard it's something out of the ordinary in a good way. Uh, so, uh, shortly after Heinrich's Particle X weapon was destroyed through the combined efforts of Captain America, Bucky, Citizen V, and She-Wolf, uh, who had infiltrated Zemo's inner circle by winning the Baron's affection. Uh, Zemo got his revenge in, uh, late 1943 by crushing a minor uprising led by Citizen V's V Battalion in Poland. Strangling Kazinison V himself to death in front of his own captured men. Heinrich later cited this as an important lesson to how to gain power over people by crushing their sense of hope. Um, Aided by Nazi geneticists Armin Zola, Zemo created a pair of size changing androids when Hitler's lieutenant, the Red Skull, ordered Zemo to steal an experimental drone plane from. Britain in 1945. Zemo used his uh, android to accomplish the theft, 
and defeated uh, Cap and Bucky, despite the brief interference from a time-traveling team of Avengers from the future who hoped to thwart Zemo. Um, in the end, Zemo blew up the plane while in midair, while Cap and Bucky tried to retrieve it, seemingly kill, uh, killing both heroes. Um, they never stayed after, dead. After World War II, Zemo went into hiding in the Amazon, carving out his own private kingdom with the aid of a mercenary army, which included Eric Johnston in recent years, uh, an, enslaved native pop- an enslaved native population. Uh, kept young by the uh, compound Z, Zemo ruled his secret stronghold for decades, only rarely bringing a helmet in for visits to show off his handiwork and offer his own guidance. On one such uh, visit, the adult helmet watched his father mercilessly squash a native uprising. Roughly one year later, uh, Captain America showed up alive after decades of suspended animation joining the Avengers. Uh, to combat the Avengers, Zemo founded the original Masters of Evil, recruiting enemies of various Avengers. Uh, during the Masters ensuing clash with the Avengers, Zemo occasionally took on allies such as the Time Master Mortis, the Ionic Strongman Wonder Man, uh, whom Zemo empowered and employed before Williams switched sides and sacrificed himself to save the Avengers. I forgot he was a Zemo. Uh, like I remember he started out as a, a supervillain henchman. I forgot that that was from Zemo. Huh. Yeah, and uh, uh, Eric Johnston, uh, later, right now he goes by Atlas, uh, was empowered by the same uh, ionic energy, but he also had pin particles in him because he was giant man, so he, you know, he's an ionic being that can grow and that can grow, basically. Uh, listen to my Atlas episode if you want to know more about Eric Johnston. Um, Zemo kidnapped Captain America's uh, young friend Rick Jones and lured the captain to his Amazon base while trying to shoot the captain with his disintegrator pistol. And he was accidentally blinded with a light reflected off of his foe's shield. Fighting wildly, he accidentally caused an avalanche and fatally buried himself. Um, Henrik was returned in various forms since then. He'd fought the Avengers twice as the as a member of the Unliving uh, first plucked temporarily from the past period by Kang and then later reanimated as a zombie by the Grim Reaper. Battered the Scarlet Witch as a ghost. His body was also reanimated by Helmet using the Bloodstone despite Captain America's interference. But the spirit of Hellfire Helix it progress, uh, possessed Heinrich's uh, corpse, menacing friend and foe alike, until Crossbones uh, destroyed it. And at least for now, Heinrich is seemingly dead. As the 13th Baron Zemo, Helmut inherited his father's threefold obsessions, seeking scientific advancement, supremacy over all mankind, and revenge for Captain America on, on Captain America. However, eventually realizing the folly of his father's beliefs and the evil of his family legacy, Helmut has more recently begun working on re- uh, redeeming the Zemo name by using his talents and resources for the betterment of humanity. Kinda. <laughs> that's complicated. That's, we'll talk about that later. That's kind of a uh, unexpected twist there. Well, we'll talk more about it later. <laughs> Literally next next uh, couple episodes. Um, so he's five nine, weighs one eighty, has gray black hair, blue eyes. Um, he he has real slow aging because of Compound X. Um, he's 
real smart. Uh, made lasers and adhesives, and you know, made a bunch of stuff before. Yeah, it's like you know, cutting edge stuff. You you mentioned him testing early lasers on human subjects, and like, I can tell that's a horrifying thing. But my brain just kind of summed up well, early primitive lasers, some kind of like. I'm just th- seeing him just like like a laser pointer and just kind of like shining the laser pointer on a wall in front of like a bound test subject and being there. Aren't you terrified? <laughs> We've made the the photons move in the same phase and direction. And just like just just have the have the test subject be completely non-plused by the whole deal. It's like when people uh uh realize that the military uh military ones. Uh, the green ones actually hurt. Kind of hurt sometimes. Uh, yeah. Your eyes, obviously. Oh, but, yeah, you um, do not want that on your eyes. But lasers are bad. Like it's actually, it's not that hard to build a laser that can burn you either. If well, you have a yeah. big enough power source. So. Well, there's the if. Yes. <sighs> Which it's not power that hard to get a big factor. enough power source. Well, uh, there's, today, there's, there's people. Yeah, it's like two two car batteries is enough to do power a lot. Uh, probably different in the 40s probably yeah now that being said we have hey did you did you remember anything i just told you about okay so i'm going to keep it about baron heinrich Simos specifically um okay my memory can you is name... like a oh, uh, my memory is like a steel trap which is why my brain can't get into it four uh, can you name four of his inventions and I'm talking uh, specific names. Okay. So there was uh, was a chemical X, uh, adhesive uh, X. That's the wrong one. Oh, dang. Chemical X. Oh. That, that's that's Powerpuff Girls. Can't... Oh, shoot. Uh, well, there was adhesive X. Yep. Uh, inventions by name. Shoot. Uh, Almost all of them have X at the end of them. <sighs> Compound X? Yep. Okay, so adhesive X and compound X, and two more. Ah, uh, sheesh. Oh, I think I may have to. to I, I if I say any others, I'll be guessing. Uh, okay, formula X and particle X. Okay, yeah, all of them are real generic. Um, uh, he's he's the brand X villain. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty chip for him. Um, do you have anything to plug? Uh... Well, we are currently on hiatus, but it should be ending shortly. Uh, I am part of an actual play uh, group that uh, usually gets together every Sunday from 11 to 3 Eastern called The Bonus Roll, uh, which you can find at uh, twitch.tv slash thebonusroll or twitter.com under just bonus roll without the V, uh, which I do not run that, but I am part of it. Uh, and I do believe that's it. Is art? I have a uh, I have a Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at the right now. All of them are under um, all of them are under Alphabet Flight. Uh, if you want to support me, you can always go to Patreon.com/AlphabetFlight, uh, where you can give me like a dollar to a month, uh, and that would be very helpful. Um, and you can also always rate, review, subscribe, and also tell your, you know, friends and family uh, about about the podcast because word of mouth is best advertising. Um, and yeah, this has been uh, Alphabet Flights in May.
Contra, you protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Mm-hmm.